welcome to the Three Wine Guys with Terry, Steve-O, and Scott. I'm Dex Harrington, and today's show is a blogcast. Let's see what the lads have drunk lately. Gentlemen, commence the whining. Steve here. And Scott. And this is Terry, and it is spring. By the way, you know what? Um, just listening, we have not, the last few podcasts we've done, we have not really ever introduced ourselves. We've just gone right into it. Yeah, I've been noticing that too. So, yeah, again, well, you know, Dex introduces us. No, 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 what I mean is that, but we don't identify ourselves. Oh, who we are. Yes. Yeah, so like, huh? there have been, we've been getting a lot of comments. People are like, okay, I, I get your three wine guys, but I don't know who's who. I'm you know. Scott, and I'm drinking sake. How yes, you doing? That's like, that's it's right, a little I'm, teaser for next I'm, week. I'm Steve. I'm drinking sake. Yeah, and I'm Terry. I'm drinking Pellegrino. Exactly. Wearing a skirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're all hitting the sake for uh, next week's uh, podcast, a sake special. Uh, yes. W- w- th- th- uh, one thing that we are not doing is that we are not venting right now, the three of us. <clears throat> and uh, going back to products we're boycotting because of bad because of oh, bad, bad advertising. advertisement. Yeah. Coors Light. Coors Light is infamous. Every once in a while, they'll have like some good, they'll have like some good, you know, a few good shows on there. And then the next thing you know, they got like, you know, you know, midget model chicks on there. I mean, they're, they're always, they're infamous for just having bad, hor- bad advertising. Yeah. And right now, they, they've got bad radio and TV, and it involves guys venting. Really? Yeah. So, guys, like, sorry, honey, I gotta go. I listen. Oh, I saw that. Phil's upset. He needs to vent. Yeah. And then, and then, and the, so he goes, "Hey, I'm here. Are you ready to vent?" And then they go and they start drinking. They're like, because right. they're talking about the the new dynamics of the can hasn't. It has a little. There's another little niche in the opening that allows it to vent, so you get yeah. more air into Speaking it. Speaking of venting, that was invented by Mickey's Big Mouth. You know, about thirty years yeah, ago. Exactly. exactly right. In the day. Yeah. Exactly right. I yeah. mean, it's just. I, well, first of all. I, I, I don't I don't drink Coors Light, but that's not say, that's not the wine snob in me because you know we're, we're, uh, you know now it's springtime we're going to ball games yeah. we're drinking beer yeah. you know I definitely I'm a Miller, you know I'm a Miller guy oh, you yeah. guys are, I love no I love Miller I oh, hate Budweiser oh, I, I thought you were a Bud guy Budweiser no. gives me a freaking headache so at Wrigley like, you'll drink Old Style before you drink. I drink the Doggy Style the Dog yeah. Style I do too yeah and it's hard to find those uh, those vendors too. you gotta wait for me and the bleachers it's, you can, I don't think you can get Old sure, Style you, you can go sure up to the thing you have to go up you know I what I'm so upset about it is that this intro would have been perfect right into the sake. But anyway, we'll see. Well, it's that. a good but teaser. It's a good teaser. So you're going to get more of this next week. I'm telling you, that's all I'm telling you right now. So uh, when we, because it's speaking of uh, all that good stuff, all that local brew. So this is broadcast 38, I believe. Is it 38? 37? 37. 37. I jumped the gun. Who is 37 here? Anyone? I'm 37. T-Bone. Yeah. T-Bone. This is the T-Bone edition. The T-Bone edition. Nice. Well word, done. Word up. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. The the uh, I guess the the question is is that are we going to do uh, is the thirty ninth podcast going to catch me? It, it better. It might. It, might, it better. It might. Uh, it better. I better be thirty nine when we're doing the thirty ninth po- podcast. I'll, I'll be super fucking pissed. Well, you figure that's only two away. It should definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It'll probably. It might even coincide that the thirty ninth podcast is released b- right before your birthday. Yeah. And then the fortieth is released right after your birthday. So then you'd have two podcasts in one year. That'd be great. Lucky you. Lucky Stevo. Yes, sir. Cool. Well, what do you, how many uh, wines you got, Stevo? I got three plus. I got three. Terry? I have two only. Two? Uh, again. All righty. Um, 
Do you want to go Chef's first? Or no, go ahead. You want, all right. Uh, first one I got, I picked up, and uh, I was out in California. Uh, spring break, taking the kids to all the different worlds and lands, Disneyland, SeaWorld, Legoland, all the all the different places, and drank from the very su- southern end of uh, California all the way up to L.A., and uh, found a wine shop. We stayed at the Beverly Hilton in uh, Beverly Hills. By the and, way, uh, one time, Chad Probst. Mm-hmm. Your buddy from uh, from Milliken, sure. Uh, my brother and uh, the three of us, we 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 drank all the way from LA down to San Diego. Nice. And then we got to San Diego. We we're staying in the same hotel as Mark Cuban. Really? Yeah. And uh, nice guy. Nice guy. Good hotel. I forgot the cost. I forgot the name of it. But anyway, yeah. I would have liked if he would have bought the Cubs. That would have been went, nice. Went to Petco. Uh, really nice stadium. By the that's way. a beautiful park. Petco. That was also that was just that was during Steve's birthday. San Diego. Yes. Yeah, yeah I was. Ago. I was there about three years ago. I thought yeah. it's a great ballpark. They have a yes. sushi place there actually uh, too. Yes. Yes, they do. On left they, field, they, they, the Gaslight District, very nice yep. in San Diego. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, this was at the uh, tail end of our trip. We actually drank this with your brother Scott and uh, his girlfriend Cree. Which hello guys. Guy and gal, I should say, but pick this uh, wine up at a wine shop that's in the hotel, but not affiliated with the hotel. It's called Le Chateau, and their website's lechateaubh.com. Is it the Beverly Hilton? Beverly Hilton. The guy's uh, guy's name is George. He was uh, owner, general manager of the uh, place. Talked to him for about a half hour. Really knowledgeable, nice guy. And uh, what I ended up picking up, uh, it's a, a wine called... Was he American? French. French. I thought for sure... I, I thought for sure he was going to bash American wines and push me towards the French wines. And he pretty much, I wanted to go, I noticed he had a ton of Central Coast wines. And uh, he was just like, oh, no, Central Coast wines are great. You know, just really liked, you know, California wines. I was really surprised. So the, the first wine, actually all three of these wines I bought from him and actually either drank there or I had a case ship back. So I drank it in the past week or so and or when I was out in California. But this first one's called Moraga, M-O-R-A-G-A Vineyards. And it's the only vineyard that grows its wine, grows its grapes, and uh, makes its wine in Bel Air. And uh, the background on it was that the former CEO of uh, Northrop Aviation, which his name's Tom Jones, no relation to the uh, singer whatsoever. What's new pussycat? Yeah, that's like I'm thinking every time I was drinking it. But, uh... So he bought the property Start back. Start throwing your underwear as you're drinking the wine. Great stuff. Yeah, he bought the property back in 1959 as a horse horse farm or a horse, you know, where they could ride their horses and stuff. And decided around 1978 or so that he wanted to own a vineyard because, you know, you're CEO of Northrop. Why not own a vineyard? Yeah. And put it in Bel Air. So that's how he was able to get away with it. Now, nowadays, I mean, I think. You couldn't even do it from a monetary standpoint. Sure, you can't standpoint. grow grapes here. Yeah, they said we. They said we couldn't bomb Laos. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. So it's because he owned the property back in '59. He got it at a good cost that enabled him to do that. So nowadays the property is way too expensive and stuff. Uh, they make a white, which is the one that I have that's eight, that I tried, which is uh, 80% Cabernet Sauvignon, 20% Merlot, and then they also make a Sauvignon Blanc, and it's actually all grown in Bel Air. Which, and talking to uh, George at Le Chateau, he was saying that it's got a very similar uh, characteristics and microclimate and uh, soil as Bordeaux has. Where, you know, it's got the same, you know, makeup of uh, the rocks, former seabed, and uh, 
all that good stuff. And it never gets too hot, never gets too cold. And uh, so, anyway, going into this, um, I guess there's there's a uh, touch of Cab Franc in this also. The one that I tasted, which I've got a uh, another vintage at home, but this is the 2002 vintage. Um, just some quick notes on it. Uh, the nose was black cherry, tobacco, smoke, spice, and oak. And for me, it almost had like a uh, cigar smell that was died out. You know, like if you stuffed out cigar. a cigar. It wasn't unpleasant, but it was just one of those, like, I actually sat there and, like, thought about it. And I, I actually put a picture of the bottle. We were drinking it in the lounge area of the Beverly Hilton because we had one of the uh, cabana suites. And you walk out, and there's the pool, and then Trader Vic's, which is their, you know, they invented the Mai Tai there yeah, or something. Yeah, the Mai Tai, yeah. They moved that to the pool area. So right outside on my patio is the lounge. So I mean, it, was, cool. it was really yeah. cool, and where they host the Golden Globes, this big white wall where their uh, where the ballroom is, they actually show surf movies on it. So we were hanging out by the pool, giant, you know, I mean, it, it was a, just a huge, like, bigger than what you'd see in a movie theater of, uh, you know, old surf movies while you're, you know, snacking out. So basically cocktails. all they need to do is, is, is basically wreck about $150 million worth of real estate, and you could basically essentially grow good vines there. Good vines, that's what they're yeah. saying, so yeah. that it's cost prohibited now. Uh, so that's the nose. It was uh, it was really interesting nose, really nice. Uh, but, uh, taste-wise, it's full-bodied, and, but it was more on the light end of full-bodied. I wouldn't say so much medium, but it definitely was full-bodied, but it wasn't one of those like heavy, heavy full-bodied ones. It had really good uh, balance of fruits, acids, tannins, uh, from a flavor standpoint, currant, black cherry, and spice. Uh, this... It doesn't sound like it's too difficult to get on the mailing list because it's not that like well-known uh, uh, wine. I had never heard of it, and uh, so I put myself on the you know waiting list. See how long it is. But there's certain shops. I know if you called George, if you really wanted to try it, you could call this guy and he'd ship it out because he had, I think, a case of each of the different vintages and stuff. So it's not like you can't get it. But anyhow, price-wise, it's a hundred twenty-five dollars a bottle, so it's pricey. Having said that, I give it a B plus. Wow. So I wouldn't definitely wasn't an A wine, but it was it had enough to it enough, you know, thinking aspects of it to give it a B plus. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm going to see George in L.A. Yeah, that's the only reason why I'm going there. Yeah, nice. it was, and I'm staying at the Beverly Hilton just nice. to hang out with George. Right. And I'll be there Drink May Moraga. May first through the fifth. Nice. So watch right. surfing movies. That's the only reason why, why I'm not? going, though. You know, why not? Yeah. Not to mention that my wife and child are going, and the yeah. family's there, but I'm there to see George. There you and go. he actually Let buys, I believe, I believe his shop buys wine from uh, different, like, people that are trying to move wine from their cellars, because they had a ton of uh, Williams Liam uh, Pinots that dated back to, like, yeah, 19, 1990, 92, going right? for it, 90, 92, 94, 90, like, some really good vintages um, of so when the stock market's down, his inventory is up. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, you know, it's one of those things, when I was living overseas, and uh, you wanted to read, like, you know, weekly or monthly, you know, get kind of like your fix on, you, you didn't read Newsweek, you, you, you didn't read Time Magazine, you know, you go to a, you know, a bookstore that had, you know, that had English, and you would read The Economist. Right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I, I mean, that was, yeah. so I'm just saying, people in the know. Don't read Time fucking magazine. No. You read The Economist. And it's good, but and it's, of course it, it is. it's very dry. So though. that's what I'm saying. When it comes to wine magazines, you don't read Wine Spectator. You read Decanter. Yeah. Right. Now, 
our, we've got in our new studio 1A that we uh, have been calling it, we've got one recording room that's decked out with, you know, flat panel TVs and everything. And then in our uh, other room where we've got our wine storage and everything, we've got a bookcase. We've got uh, a year's worth of decanter in there. Yep. Wine advocate. Wine advocate, wine spectator, spectator. food and wine. Hustler. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So yeah. stack stuff, not to mention a whole bunch of uh, really good books too. I personally, I, I've always been a fan of High Society. Hustler, yeah. yeah. So the uh, anyway, the April issue of, of Decanter on the cover is um, is that the Italian wines? Yes, yeah, the Italian wines, the, the, the special, which is always terrific every year. Another good reason to this month yeah. is uh, the Burgundy. Yes. Um, so and the the wine that was that was on the, the that was on the cover is a wine by uh, Isole or Elena, which is the the winery and. That particular wine is called Cheparello, and it is a single. Basically, it's a it's a very high end Chianti, if you will, and uh, they consider it one of the, the greatest wines in Italy. The reason why I'm bringing that up is that Isla Olena, the owner, um, is um, uh, Paolo De Marchi, and uh, the De Marchi family has had the vineyards or has had Isla Olena for literally for 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 decades, um, actually centuries, wow. and. Um, not only do they have not, so Paolo de Marchi is not only responsible for um, the Isla Elena wines uh, out of out of Tuscany, but um, they also uh, he also inherited uh, some vineyards in the Piedmont region, and um, and the, he calls that that particular property is called Propieta Sperino, and Sperino basically makes several wines. But um, the, the the wine that I'm going to talk about today is called Uvaggio, and when you talk about the the two main grapes in Italy, the the two king grapes that could kind of battle it out, and basically if you think of France, when you think of the red grapes, what what, what, what two red grapes would battle it out? Cabernet Merlot. Uh, Cabernet Merlot. Well, no, I would say Cabernet and Pinot Noir. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. basically Burgundy. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the good... Yes, right. yeah, yeah, so we're, Burgundy would... We were stuck in Bordeaux. You were stuck in Bordeaux. Um, in Italy, basically, the, the, the two king grapes that would battle it out would be uh, Sangiovese and Nebbiolo. And Nebbiolo is the grape that is used in Barolos and Barbarescos. Okay. So that being said, um, so Paolo de Marchi, uh, who is, with, you know, w- without question, probably one of the ten greatest winemakers in Italy, um, he, uh, like I said, uh, his... Um, his, he was he inherited um, uh, this 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 vineyard this property uh, in the Piedmont, and um, anyway the the wine itself is called Avaggio, and Avaggio is very interesting. It's a blend of sixty five percent Nebbiolo, twenty five percent Vespolina, and um, and the, the the rest a small bit of Croitina, and uh, Vespolina and Croitina they're basically they're just indigenous varietals. Croitina is also known as Bonarda. Um, in case you've ever had a wine from Bonarda before. Bonarda is a real popular wine in South America. Um, anyway, um, this wine itself, it's its kind of a, a very interesting wine. I, I love Barolos and Barbarescos. The, the wines themselves, they tend to be very tannic and very acidic. Uh, so they age very, very well. Um, this is 2004. And what I really like about this wine is that this is a wine um, that has the, the qualities of Nebbiolo, which to me... To um, you know, typically tend to be strawberry uh, flowers and a bit of a scorched earth, like tar type quality. But the thing is, you you can't drink a you wouldn't want to drink a 2004 Barolo right now or Barbara. It just be it'd be too young, it'd be too tannic. Too, you, you just couldn't drink one right now. Yeah. But the Uvaggio is a wine that you can drink now. Um, part of the reason why 
the the wine itself is so good is just like with anything else it's because of where the line where the wine grows so uh, essentially in this the, 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 this particular area which is near La Sona um, in the northern Piedmont back in the 19th century this was a huge area, it was a, one of the most prestigious areas in all of Italy for growing wine but after the industrial the industrialization of the area with Milan and Turin you know where the, the uh, where the uh, the Olympics were held. Um, after it kind of industrialized, I thought it was Turin. <laughs> yeah, they Turin. mispronounced it probably. Though. Yeah. Um, anyway, a- after after the industrialization, uh, basically the, people just neglected these vines. So it was one of those things where he inherited this property, which is extremely well suited for, but there was no vines there. So he just recently replanted it and started growing these grapes again. And he's, and his wines are just are remarkable. But again, the Avaggio itself is a great wine. It's crisp but lush, has that real nice Nebbiolo type characteristic, which is like a kind of a, to me, almost like a strawberry rhubarb pie type flavors to it um but it also has a bit of uh, a little bit of earthiness to it as well what i like about it is that it's earthy without being rustic you know a lot of times a lot of spanish wines a lot of old world wines particularly italians and spanish and greek wines can be rustic which means that they have a little bit of charm but they don't have a lot of class they kind of a little bit rough yeah this wine is not rustic or rough in any sense it's a uh, very polished and like i said because of that earthiness it has a bit of dirtiness about it you know the wine chick would basically say that it's a, it's a spanking in a glass um which is always nice nice um, yeah but uh, like i said you know it's, it's like i said it's, um it's a little bit of spice just a really nice wine um this is a wine that uh you'll 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 see in in, in your very high-end italian restaurants um either the isole or elena your better italian restaurants will have these wines because they're they're you know, everybody wants to have them in your bigger markets. Um, but the Sperino, like I said, it's a new line. So these, these are wines that are coming that you, you, sh- you know, you should be able to find them. I would say that um, in a restaurant, the wine itself would probably be, you know, around 60 to 70 bucks in a restaurant. Okay. Um, retail, I would say, you know, probably be looking at somewhere like around 30. That's not bad. Yeah, around 30. I mean, seeing that most Barolos and Barbarescos are usually in the, in the 40 to $50 range, this is, like I said, it's it's um, sometimes you'll see 100% Nebbiolos, and those are nice wines just on their own, but they tend to be light to medium body. This was still medium to full body, and it, was just, it had a little more meat to it, a little more guts. So it was a real, really, really pleasant wine. I give it a solid B. Um, so again, it's a Spirino. Then the name of the wine is Uvaggio, which Uvaggio. Think, Uvaggio. Costa della Cecil Rosso. But a very cool wine, really nice wine. That's cool. All right. I was going to go into my uh, French wine, which is my second choice. But with all this, uh, all that. Uh, Italian. I need to break it up with some English, which is from Italian. Our, he, he did he did California. Well, he did California. He had to yeah. break it up. Like, oh, okay, see. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, because it's too much of that. You know, Euro type thing. Yeah, I'll be breaking it up a little bit. But, well, this is coming from down under, though. This is uh, from our wines. Uh, it's from uh, it's Southern Australian. The letter R, not our wine. Yes, it's our wine. Like we didn't do anything. No, it's like a 2005 uh, boarding yeah. pass, and we had this for the first time at the Great Palate tasting last year. And I had not uh, purchased it. Uh, I've seen it on the shelves a few times, and 
I was finally like, I, I need to, I need to try it again. This was one of my favorites at the tasting. Yeah. And the first class, th- th- this yeah. is this shares a label where it has, uh, it lo- does look like a boarding pass, uh, your boarding ticket on a plane. Yeah. And on the top of it, cool. it has like a very bag, cool. like a little baggage tag on it, yeah. and it's uh, very creative marketing. On on the back, it gives you directions on how to to uh, to drink, drink it. it. Yeah, yeah, like like you need o- like like an oxygen thing, an oxygen mask, or, or the barf bag. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go with the oxygen mask though, uh, and this is made by Chris Ringland, of course, and uh, imported by Dan Phillips, and it's their partnership uh, that brought us uh, brought it to us. The 2005 was the inaugural release of this wine, and uh, you know the, when you think of our wines, you don't see that only in small type on all their bottles, because uh, if if it, we were to if you go to a wine shop, you would never see that our wines only unless you flip the bottle around. And, and well, it looks like a boarding pass. I mean, that's the main way to find it. Yeah, them. but that. But I'm just saying they have our wine. The, the, the letter R winery is is one of those things, just like Grateful, Grateful Palate. A lot of times, when you when people are buying wines out there, they don't really pay much attention to the back. You know, particularly you know, and that's something that you should. Um, sometimes you'll see the name of the distributor or the importer or you know yeah. what have you, you know. So and this product line has been expanding. They have uh, they started off with the evil and the the bitch. Uh, Grenache and a, and, a, and a Cabernet, and and it's expanded to uh, Sucks, S U X X. That was a good wine. Mm-hmm. That is a good wine. Um, and then this these boarding passes, uh, and then there's a, a bunch of them. F U yeah. Ebenezer, which um, the evil the evil cab, the evil right? yeah, the, 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 yeah the pure Chardonnay, mm-hmm. the evil cab, and the bitch Grenache. And and then the Marquis Phillips label falls under this R wineries as well. Uh, of these R wines, uh, but the, this wine, the, the reason why, another reason why I wanted to get to it is I was watching um, a podcast and one someone gave it eighty four points. Wow! Wait, wait, hold on. Okay, first of all, let's let's not be fucking shy. Don't be a, don't be a, just tell tell them where you heard it and oh. who gave it eighty four points. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, but, we, I was yes. watching Wine Library with Gary. There, there you go. And uh, Gary was bringing the thunder. Who's bringing the thunder? And he he gave it an 84 points. And I and I really um, I, I drank it a week before I saw that, and I yeah. was like, I just want to come to defense of this wine because I really enjoyed it. Well, I, I want you to be defensive. That's great. I'm going to be offensive right now. Um, so here's Gary, who obviously you know we're a fan of Gary's. Yeah, I think in some cases sometimes he's a fan of us. Great. Oh, and we've had communication with Gary. Absolutely, so. yeah. yeah, very cool. Very. Yeah, I, mean, that's good. I mean, like I said. What he's doing, which is trying to bring in wine to the masses, I think is, mm-hmm. you know, it's commendable. And the way he does it, I, I, but what I'm saying is that I think he, my, here's, my, here's my whole point of contention. So if you're going to bring wine to the masses like I think we do, you, you, you don't give, you don't say this is 84 points or 82 points or this is 91 points. That whole, I mean, seriously, 84 points.